Mike, turn your games down. Hi, Ruth Miller. What are you playing? Episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Arbiter, and who's playing games with me tonight? Hey, everybody. This is Kyle, and I'm here to talk about what I've been playing and everything else I've been doing over the past uh, couple of months. And I'm Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, and I've been playing and watching stuff this past, like, two months. I've been watching stuff? I'll start off. I haven't <laughs> played a single game that isn't for this podcast, unfortunately, at all in the last month, which is not yeah, right. get well, I okay, I lied. Yeah. There's one that I almost forgot. Marvel Snap. I'm still playing Marvel Snap. Uh, I would have guessed. <laughs> I, it's a game. It's still there. I still love it. It I is don't like technically their a game. Yes. <laughs> I don't like their economy that they changed it to. I really don't like it, but game's fine. I I mean, you neither of you are playing Marvel Snap, right? No, no. not really. No. Okay, so I don't need I'm to not go really with... good with. I'm not really good with card games. I don't know what's, what it is with me. I just hey, never seem to be you don't need to get suckered into that. I mean, that's a multi yeah. game that every month they get my ten bucks, and they've been getting more money. They've been squeezing more money out of me too. So, oh god, oh no. like, oh look at this five dollar pack where you get a you get a mystery <laughs> variant and some and some credits. I'm like, ooh, five. I'm like, oh what no, am I doing, Mike? yeah, I oh, I no. played. I played from the beginning until they changed the uh, store like the first time. And I was like, oh, I see where this is going. And I just uninstalled it and never looked at it again. I get it. I, <laughs> I, My issue with it now is it used to be a cycle where every month cards would drop down and I would get some cards that I might have missed if I waited. Now the system is nothing drops down. But I think if they do it for a few months, they're trying to build up a collection of cards that you can get out of these special boxes that you get like one a week about. If you're playing, if you're playing, if you're doing everything the game has to offer, like a, a free to play player like I do, I'm not free to play. But if you do all those options, you, you, you'll earn about one special box called a spotlight cache every week. And then you can get new cards out of that especially if you're someone that doesn't have all the cards like unlike me where i have almost everything it's a gamble where you have one you have four options of what you can get and a lot of times it'll be one of the four i want so i'm like we are not going to touch anything until the odds are better my to where i'm missing like two at least two cards to make it worth my worth my odds to play the game yeah there there was also like i think it was at the not the game awards but it was at one achilles things the guy who like makes marvel snap like one of the main guys from there came out and he has like this must he has like this pirate mustache combination thing Mm -hmm. and he was so obnoxious and i'm like god (laughs) like if this is the guy that i'm supposed to be giving money to no thank you (laughs) no i get it i'm i'm so i'm suckered in i'm also only missing like a uh, let's see i think 11 cards in the game currently out of like the well over a hundred something that the 200 300 cars are in the game so i'm yeah i'm way i'm a different type of player than you're than like people who are just starting out playing the game. yeah it's still fun i mean you you can easily play free to play i mean i recommend spend the if you like it spend the 10 bucks do the season pass do not spend other money just do the season pass every month <laughs> if you really like it i mean i do spend more but i try not i almost i actually had to stop myself uh i could have but there they had a they have a throwback event where you have like special card backs and I was like, ooh, I missed these. And I was like, 10 bucks. And I was like, I was sitting there hovering. I'm like, what are you doing, Mike? Like, stop. <laughs> I mean, so I had to stop because it was a Daredevil and a Punisher background for the cards. I'm like, ooh, this will look cool. My digital card game. But I, I bought yeah, the Thor the, one, though, the month before. The more so. you're talking about this, the more I'm glad I'm not into this. No, you're like, not. <laughs> God, I would be suckered in so much with all of this. Like, 
oh, these cards look so freaking cool, and they have all these, like, awesome points to them. I'm, I want to get them, and then, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no, they can. I mean, uh, I still enjoy it. It's a perfect game that for me to mess around with when I just need something to just, like, I don't even give a shit about competitive aspect. I just play. I try to do whatever the missions are. If I lose, I don't fucking care half the time. I'm like, I'm just playing to play. Mm. Oh, yeah, so you can do that. The the game itself is definitely like an interesting one of those, like one of it those is. card games. It, yeah, it's just I, I'm not into those collectible card games as much as I would need to be to get, you know, to not be turned off instantly f- uh, from that ecosystem. And that's yeah. fair. And are you a f- are you a big fan of Marvel? No, no. Okay, I, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah, I, oh, I was okay, a DC gotcha. guy when I was in like when I was like reading comics, like I'm a big, I'm a big space guy. Like I like silver surfer as far as Marvel goes, but like I was huge into green lantern since I was a kid. So, okay. So yeah, that's, that's sort of where I am with comics. And I know that they did a silver surfer card, but like I was looking at it and I'm like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it would, it would yeah, it'd be hard. To, I mean, I got it for the 10, because I paid the 10 bucks each one. So that's all I got Silver Surfer back when it came out. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff like that where it's hard to get. And a lot of people are angry when they change the system where oh, bef- no. before about like six months, you know, that a card would drop down to like the, to the free area kind of, well, not really free, but the pool three, which is the main. So majority of people would, would be able to get it easier. And they kind of change the system where they're not really doing that right now. So a lot of people are not happy. Yeah, I can get that. I'm one of them, but I know they're going to eventually change the system to something else. So I'm like, yeah, well, they don't they don't want anyone to be like, I'm trying to get every card in the game. They don't want you to have every card in the game. That's not how they oh, want that type of that type of shit. Ugh. Well, yeah, I mean, they just don't want that. I mean, I get it because they want people to experiment with different cards and, and they do a good job of buffing and nerfing cards. Like if there's yeah. overpowering, they will fix it. And I so I do appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm super weird with like card stuff, like card games, like this or like Yu Gi Oh or Magic or anything. Like, I like the ideas of them, and like, I'd love. To, uh, well, uh, I mean, I've played them kind of, and like, I like the ideas of them, but like, I don't know. I I feel like there's something about them that I'm a little afraid by, uh, afraid of like getting addicted to them or something like that. So. <laughs> No, that's fair. fair. I'm I'm definitely like, I'm a huge, like I I used to be way more into it, but I love magic. Like, I think it's one of the most fun, like perfect games. And every time I find a collectible card game, I'm like, well, I would rather be playing magic than this. So like (laughs) they kind of nailed it out of the gate with the collectible card games. So like anything that falls short of magic the gathering is like, all right, whatever. And I, I'm not I, like, I'm not talking shit because I, I mean, Marvel snap is, is way more like accessible than, than magic. The gathering oh, yeah. is and a lot um, cheaper. actually. It, it, yeah. And it's uh, way cheaper. Like it's easier to find games. I totally get Marvel snap, but like, yeah, there's yeah. something about the, the intricacies of, you know, if I'm playing a card game that I'm going to get like invested in, I want it to have mechanics like that get me invested in it and not just like, you know, two minute games over and over again. But that's me. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I, no, I can I can totally get that, honestly. Like, I can get that. I played a ton of magic back in the day and I spent a ton of money on magic back in the day. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm good. 
I don't need that again. <laughs> I'm I'm down to I can probably fi- I, I I they're probably within arm's reach, but I have like nine magic decks anymore, and I got rid of the rest of my cards. Okay. So so it's it's just casual games for me anymore. My cards are mostly gone, and I moved too many times, and I don't even know what happened to my cards anymore. Oh. That's that's too bad. I have my rare still, I think, in my parents house in a binder, probably in the in a drawer in the attic. Yeah. Got to keep your rares. Got to keep your rares in a binder. <laughs> but yeah, all my regular cards, which really don't. Matter. I mean, they're they're gone at this point, I'm sure. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Marvel Snap, though. Let, yeah, uh, Michael, <laughs> I want to keep it short. I mean, I've gone like half an hour Marvel Snap, but I don't have <laughs> anyone else to talk about. With nah, dude, this is the. This is the catch-up podcast, you know? Like, let's chat about, like, what we've been doing. So, no, I can totally get that. <laughs> and, Michael, what is something you've been playing? Oh, man, <clears throat> I have so many games. Can I do three? Sure. Just real quick. Just just bang them out. Alan Wake, uh, the remaster, went on PlayStation Plus last month. Nice! Ooh, and hell yeah. That's what I think about Alan Wake. Such a great game. I, Damn good game. I didn't like i bought it when it came out on xbox 360 and like never really got into it i still don't think the game is fun to play i think it's i think the gameplay is boring because it's the same thing over okay (laughs) (laughs) the game is great i really enjoy the game i got back into it because uh, because of control control is like literally in my top 10 games of all time i think control is a masterpiece and i was oh, like yeah. i was like all right i'm going to try alan wake again and i got all the way through it and i'm like okay this is a good story like i'm invested in this but when you're walking from place to place and after the first chapter you're like okay this is where these guys are going to come out and then i'm going to have to spend you know 15 minutes blasting them and it's just it's so repetitive i was like i'm i'm have i I like this game enough that i'm going to keep doing this but the gameplay itself is very bad (laughs) and alan wake 2 looks amazing i'm super looking forward to that i i think they learned a lot of lessons making control which again masterpiece one of the best games i've ever played uh and having the story of alan wake which I really enjoyed mixed with, you know, the lessons that they learned since they made the first one. I, I think Alan Wake 2 is going to be fantastic. But yeah, I've, I finally got through Alan Wake, like what, 15 years after they made it. <laughs> I love Alan Wake. It's one of my, yeah, one of my favorite 360 games. So I have a real week. I have a real soft spot for that game. Yeah, I, I still can't believe there's going to be a sequel. Like, oh my God, like, like they're, they're going to actually do that. Like it, it yeah, seemed like it just for, for so long there was nothing, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, we're gonna do an Alan too, and it's like, oh my god, what? <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm it, in the same boat as you. I I'm really surprised that even is happening. Like that is not a game that I thought I would ever see a sequel. Well, Alan so. Wake was always Remedies, like that was like their baby, so they wanted to do that, and I think Control being as good and as well received as it was is why Alan Wake Two is happening. Okay. Um, oh, of course, you know, because I, I, I mean, it's the internet, like you're going to hear bad stuff. You know, there are going to be people like, Oh, why do I have to play as a girl? Like there's those <laughs> people oh, and fuck those people. Um, I agree. 
but but you're going to have those people. But otherwise, like I, I can't imagine how anyone could say anything bad about control. And that's why I'm that's why I got back into Alan Wake. And I, I'm also a huge fan of Deadly Premonition. That's oh, hell yeah. Too. Yes. So I think that actually made me like Alan Wake less because I already had a Twin Peaks like game that I was playing that I already really liked. And I'm like, I, well, I don't need another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. I mean, Alan Wake, in my opinion, is much, much better, but I get it. It's no, it's yeah. it's a better game. Yes. Deadly Premonition is so quirky and I'll take quirky over good every day of the week. And again, that's yeah. me. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> of course. Well, it just depends on what you're into. I mean, that's yeah. really what it comes down to. You know, what kind of games that you like. I mean, I just I don't know what it was, but I fell in love with Alan Wake back in the day when I played it. And I played it for the show, too. I played it like three or four times at this point, so. But I have not touched control. You have talked about control a couple times in the show. Yeah. And I am. <laughs> I am going to put it. I am pretty sure I'm going to put it on next year and make myself finally play it. Cause it, my, it good. my goal, uh, the, like the only reason I keep coming on this show is because I want everyone to play control. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And if you don't have me on the control episode, I'm going to be very mad. <laughs> I will. Whatever that day does finally come that I actually make myself do it. You will be there. Okay. Yeah, uh, put it on next next slot you have available control <laughs> and and right now it, this didn't happen when I played it originally, but they added um, they added difficulty sliders and you can make the game impossible to lose like you can play through the game without being able to die with infinity ammunition, infinity like energy for your you know, telekinesis and everything, you can blow through that game. If if, if that's what you need to do to get through it, that is. Um, I, I still think that the, I still think that the story and like just seeing the environments and how weird that game is, is worth it. Like even if, even if the difficulty of it is zero. Okay. <laughs> no, I've been curious about it. So it's always been on my list to finally get around to. So yeah. And at the very least, I would recommend turning those difficulty sliders a little bit down because the game is rough at spot. <laughs> I have no problem playing a game on easy. Like <laughs> I will briefly mention that I've been playing Phoenix Rising and I tried to play it on easy. And I'm just like, what are you doing, Mike? And then I just threw it on story mode. It's a little too easy, but yeah. Well, what's the other games you've been playing that you want to mention? Okay. The, uh, the other two, um, I did mention, uh, deadly premonition. There is another game from sweary that I, that I played through and it's called the missing JJ Macfield and the Island right. of memories. About that game. It is like, it's kind of, okay. Here's the thing. The, the story is about being transgender and I am not, I am not that I but, am. And I have a lot of friends who are, and I'm like, so I don't know, but it seems, it seems to be a lot more delicate with that sort of thing than any game I've ever seen. And when I say delicate, I don't mean it's not rough because it deals with like suicidal ideologies and like self-harm. And there's okay. a lot of allegory for like some pretty rough stuff in there. Um, mm. But I think like at least from my experiences, 
that seems to be something that a lot of people go through with that. And I, I think they handle it. I, I don't think they definitely handle it better than I've ever seen a video game handle it. And it's also a really good um, puzzle game. So <laughs> <laughs> like it, there's there's a very weird balance in there of the game being like rough, but also like beautiful, but also a good video game. It's a whole thing. So like okay. I, I can totally see people, you know, and and if somebody has had a different experience than I have with it, I could totally see that. But it, it does seem to handle that pretty well. And that's uh, but it, it takes a while to get into like what the game's actually about. And until then, you're just playing a very weird puzzle platformer. And what is this game called again? It's called JJ. It's called The Missing. J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. It is a weird fucking name, man. Yeah. I mean, it's I a like, sweary. Game. I like it. I was a cool guy. I was yeah. weeping at the end of it. <laughs> okay. And it's on Steam? It's on, yes. It's on Steam. Um, it's on uh, PlayStation Plus Extra if you have that. I originally played it on Switch, but I didn't get through it because it was hard to see on my Switch Lite. So I couldn't get past one of the puzzles, um, and I just got all the way through it recently. Okay. I have no problem cheating in puzzle games. That's why I play them. <laughs> and then on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, I played McPixel 3, which came out on uh, Game Pass. And uh, there's a lot of times, like, quirky, quirky, fun, funny games. Like, I'll try all of them. And McPixel 3 is like if WarioWare was a point-and-click adventure game. Okay. It's very short, very silly games with a lot of different things that you can do. Like, before you get to the actual solution of what you're supposed to be doing, you can do a lot of, like, weird things. Like, a lot of things involve, like, peeing on stuff. And, (laughs) like, at, at one point... You can go outside to solve one of these puzzles. Well, you have to go outside to solve the puzzle. You have to kick a homeless guy in the nuts to give you um, the wow. keys to a car. Okay. The, the, the homeless guy, don't worry about him. Everybody in this game also gets kicked in the nuts, including your own character. So you get the car keys from this guy. It's a convertible. You go out to the car. You can pee in the car. It fills the car all the way up and then you can jump into the car and you splash into your own pee and then you drive the car away when it's full <laughs> of your own. Like that's the kind of thing that we're dealing with. We're going like I literally went from this beautiful game about like somebody's journey figuring themselves out and at the end like I was I I was ugly crying at the end of of JJ Macfield. And I go right to a game where I filled up a car with pee and then drove it away. Like that's <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare for like my emotions that day. <laughs> I can understand why. That's some strange gaming there, buddy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at my list of like stuff that I that I beat so far this year. And it's all I think. What do we got here? There's like four proper games on here and then a bunch of like weird one to four hour indie things. I love weird one to four hour indie games. <laughs> Starting to see that. 
I do too. Honestly, I like shorter games. I don't play enough of them because I have this problem where everything I yeah. play, I want to record about. So I yeah. <laughs> don't record. <laughs> I don't play as much stuff, but also like I'm so fucking busy with my life between work and trying to be a, a decent husband and, and <laughs> play making a podcast. Like, yeah, sometimes it gets yeah. in the way of things, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I try. So yeah, I don't, I don't play a lot. Is that, oh, Kyle, what games have you been playing? Okay. Well, I've been playing a, a couple of miscellaneous games throughout the past, uh, well, pretty much the summer. Um, so to start things off from, uh, well, uh, the beginning of June, I am a huge uh, fan of fighting games. I've always have been uh, since I was a little kid. I just, uh, I, I think it's the disabilities in me that uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I love the idea that like, I feel like I, I can't, I, I, I feel like I, I wouldn't be able to really learn martial arts in real life or anything like that or self-defense. But uh, in a video game, I love just being able to like shoot a fireball or do a hurricane <laughs> kick and that type of stuff. So yeah, I bought Street Fighter VI and I love it. I think it's excellent. I think uh, Capcom really learned something from five with six. And uh, I don't know, I feel like this is Tr- them trying to do their redempt- uh, redemption song. <laughs> it's a it's a damn solid game. Uh, the new characters are awesome. I love the new characters. I never really had too much of an issue with the ca- new characters in 5. I-, I liked a decent majority of them. I feel like that was actually one of the better things about 5 were some of the newer characters. But yeah, the new characters in 6 are excellent. I love them. Big fan of uh, characters like Kimberly. I think she's a, to- she's a total blast. I think uh, her moves are fun. I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like she's kind of a, a fun response to a, like an earlier Street Fighter and Final Fight character where like Guy is also in like Kimberly is a ninja where like Guy is also a ninja where like if Guy is like if, if Guy is the Ryu of this like ninja clan, she's the Ken. She has a lot of like Ken like sort of moves uh, where like her hurricane kick does multiple hits where where Ryu or Guy, their hurricane kick only hits like one once or twice. So, uh, yeah, I think the new characters are a total blast. Even characters that I feel like I want to hate the crap out of, like Luke. I'm like, damn oh. it, Luke's actually kind of fun. Like, Luke, uh, <laughs> I Luke, hate saying that. <laughs> Luke looks like such a douchebag, but he's so yeah, sweet. You have to I love, know. you have to love yeah. Luke. <laughs> it's like, you think he's going to come up like this, like, and it's bad enough that he looks like the like those awful <laughs> Logan brothers from real life. And I'm like, no, I want to hate. Oh, I want to oh. hate this jackass. But like, no, he's actually like a decent guy in like the story, and he's like a decent dude, and he's nice, and he's like trying to help people, and he's a decently fun character to play as. Like he yeah. has some fun moves, and um, the single player for three six. Uh, the the single player is pretty fun. It has this really cute like open world thing. I kind of lost interest, not that it's any fault of the game, but it's just like, I want to do like online stuff and I want to like do like verses and stuff like that. Cause that's like my jam with street fighter. And, but okay. the open world thing is really cute. There's like a million Capcom references in the open world. Like there's like a million Capcom references and they're all like awesome. And I love it. And yeah, uh, street fighter six is excellent. I think it's a blast. Uh, a damn good uh, redemption song for Capcom. I uh, hope they do more just good things in the future. I, I've I've had my uh, bouts with Capcom where, like, I mean, I grew I grew up with Capcom games. Like, I love them. I, I've always loved them, even when I've disliked them. I'm like, I, I can't stay mad at you, Capcom. Damn it, you just <laughs> you just. When I think I hate you, you do something to win my heart, and I I'm like, it. ah. I get it completely. I'm a. I've been a big fan of Capcom for a long time too, and I mean, we do yeah. so many freaking Capcom games on this show. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. But yeah, uh, Street Fighter Six is excellent. And along with that, I've actually done something a little different from uh, one of my favorite genres of fighting games. I've actually hopped onto the RPG genre and I picked up the uh, really fantastic uh, HD releases from Atlas of the Etrian Odyssey games on Steam. I picked them up. uh, I got the PC version on Steam and uh, they are just fantastic. They are so delightful. I love that they have this like old school PC gamer like feeling of like drawing your own maps and like you're you're in this like dungeon and then you're really deep in and you got your little crew with you and you're just trying to get through the the dungeon and it's awesome and like i i've wanted to get into etrian odyssey for a long time i i played the ds games but i thought they were a little too hardcore for me like i I felt like i just wasn't i i wasn't clicking with something but these this this new hd remaster is fantastic and like I, I'm usually kind of picky with Atlas stuff. Like, there's times where I've criticized them, and I feel like like the criticism should stay, should stand. And like, but honestly, with the these Etrian Odyssey re-releases, they are fantastic. They've really put their whole heart into this. Like, they're ex- they're extremely accessible. Like, y- they have all sorts of difficulty options and accessibility options, and like they have auto mapping, and they have a whole bunch of just cool features. But yeah, I'm currently playing through the first Etrian Odyssey. I'm in the fourth uh, dungeon, which is like the Sandy Forest dungeon. And it's a little tricky. Uh, it has these like moving sand currents that like if you st- if you stand on them, you get moved around. So it's a bit of a tricky area, but I'm getting through it and uh, I'm having a lot of fun. I have a, a little announcement and speaking of that too with RPGs. So uh, for the first time ever in my life, I actually beat the original Final Fantasy and I beat it with the Pixel Remaster. Nice. So, that- that's a yeah. great game. I haven't played the oh, Pixel yeah. Remaster, but I played the Dawn of Souls version on, P- on Game Boy Advance. Nice. Very, very oh. good game. Oh, yeah, those Game Boy Advance remakes are, like, excellent. Just don't play those the original great. NES. That's fine. Those are so good. Um, yeah, the NES one's a little hard to go back to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and uh, I, I'm also going to say, too, uh, speaking of, like, giving shout-outs, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to give a shout-out to the Pixel Remasters. I thought those would be just, like, crappy, lazy, like, Square Enix not giving a crap, but, like, no, uh, the Pixel the Pixel remasters are fantastic. They are okay. seriously some of the best remastering I've seen in a game. Square Enix definitely gave a shit. Like they they care. They care about this and they are they are just they are absolutely fantastic. These are 10 out of 10 remasters. Like this is how you remaster a game. And uh yeah, I had a blast playing through uh, the first Final Fantasy and beating it. That was a blast. Man, like I, when I beat that final boss and I got to the credits, I was just like, "Oh my god!" and I'm freaking out, and like I can't believe I did it. So, um, <laughs> I've actually moved on to a new Final Fantasy with that. Which one? I beat. I I moved on to four because that's actually my four favorite. Is very good. That's yeah. I I've I played four a lot on Super Nintendo as a kid, and uh and uh, I I just uh. I've always appreciated. I've always appreciated storytelling as a game too. For like, like when it came out, I felt like, man, this is actually a really impressive storyline. Like, this is really deep and kind of dark too. For like 1990, <laughs> 1991. So for especially if they didn't edit out the stuff, like a lot of people die in four. Like, it's it, yeah, a lot of your characters the, die. The very beginning of four is kind of like a little like a little intense, like. When uh, it shows, innocent people. yeah, you just like outright murder people for the crystals. Like they try to stop you, like no, please, we need this crystal, and it's like no, I'm sorry, this is a uh, like no, we are part of the king's service, and we are taking it from you, and like they just yeah, murder people, like flat out murder them, and 
yeah, it's really dark. And it's like, okay, game, damn, we're going to go with this type of mood set. All right. But yeah, I, I've uh, started four and it's excellent. Uh, once again, these pixel remasters, I, 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 I was doubting Square Enix, but no, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm very, very happy to be wrong. Like Square Enix and Atlas, they really gave a shit with these like remasters of Etrian Odyssey and the Final Fantasy uh, pixel remasters. These are both excellent and very much worth your time honestly as like as pricey as they come off like they're worth the money like getting it all together yeah. is gonna be price it's gonna be pricey but like if you get an individual game like no they're worth it if they ever go on sale like pick them up if you're a fan of these games if you've never played them and you want to experience them like pick them up everything but three from that collection i have a really close and friend I of mine everything and, but three, I should oh yeah nice I have a really close friend of mine who was kind of warning me about three. Where like he said that like five was a much better version of three. Yes. I'll st- I still might actually play three because I got three like with the, with the bundle. I want to experience it, so I'm still gonna play it, but I'm just saving it for later. But yeah, Two and, is uh, strange but good. Four and five, I, I, or and six actually, is the best. I'm actually pretty excited for two. Like it has a bunch of like weird stuff, but like no, I, I like the idea of this weird Plus stuff. Plus, you're like, playing a, a refined version of two with the pixel remaster, so yeah, exactly. You won't have an issue. And I know that like a lot of people who worked on the saga, like so, you know, saga mm. games. Uh, <laughs> I, I I believe they I believe they also got their start on Final Fantasy two. So like I want to play that. Like I want to experience. Like what's that going to be like? That sounds weird as hell. I want to check it out. But yeah, those are a couple of games that I've been playing. Uh. One game that I've been playing uh, pretty recently, I just started playing it a few days ago, is a Konami game that uh, I've played before, but I've never really made the effort to play it all the way through. It's uh, a bit of an oddity, but uh, it is a subgenre of games that I do enjoy, and that's uh, Western, like cowboy Western games, and that is the Lone Ranger for the NES, uh, developed by oh. Konami. Uh, <laughs> okay. This game is excellent. Yeah, I know. This is, yeah, it's strange, but like, man, Konami with their licensed stuff, like, damn! Like, even for stuff that I felt like, wait, does anybody in Japan give a crap about the Lone Ranger? Like, do they know about the Lone Ranger? And then, like, Konami's like, oh, hi, we're, oh, hi, we're this Japanese dev team, and we're gonna make this, like, excellent, this genuinely excellent NES game on the freaking Lone Ranger. And, like, I'm like, okay, damn, never mind. (laughs) Apparently, people in Japan do care. (laughs) When they develop like genuinely great games like this, uh, but yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I just started playing The Lone Ranger on NES, and it's man, I yeah, this is a damn good game. Like it's also from the later any era of NES games, so like this is like 1991 era to like 1994, and like there's a lot of great games in that era. There's a lot of just genuinely great games, and like. I'm sad that a lot of them are so rare. Like if you if you do the whole physical stuff, like if you do that. Um, but if you just want to play them, and you know you got like access to like an emulator or like a, an EverDrive or whatever way tickles your fancy or whatever works for you, like play this game. Like it may not seem like it's that impressive when you first start playing it for a few seconds, but like no, I promise you, like Lone Ranger on NES is actually really impressive, really impressive game. I, I'm. Like, the gun mechanics are solid, and, like, the gameplay is damn good. Like, this feels like if Bayou Billy didn't suck. Like, it looks this cool. Is what it tr- yeah, this I is, looked it up right now, really and it does look interesting. It goes from, like, side, from side-scroller stuff yeah. to top-down stuff, like, to, like stores. You can person, buy things. Like, it does look yeah, cool. There's a first-person, like, dungeon explorer part where you're, like, looking for stuff, and you get into gunfights in that mode, and, like, it's really intense. Uh, 
I don't think this game has a, has a uh, staff credits, which is really sad because I'd love to see like the people who developed this because like this definitely has the taste of like developers like Etsunobu Ebisu, uh, Etsunobu, excuse me, my Japanese is garbage, <laughs> Etsunobu Ebisu. And I love that man because he went on to create some of the greatest like Ganbare Goemon games of the franchise. Oh. Like <laughs> this definitely feels like he had his finger in this or like. He helped, like, and I doubt he did, but, like, it, it just, the game feels a little like it, and I'm just, like, really wondering who helped develop this. Like, well, you got my interest. Which, I mean, also, yeah. back then, they purposely didn't have names, they didn't want people to get poached. So, I mean, yeah. no, oh, of course. But- this yeah, this does sound great, and I I have been looking for an NES game that I haven't played before, and I know that Konami does a great job with Western stuff because, um, yeah, look up Sunset the video. Of it. Right. Sunset it's, Riders it's so is, I, I swear, the best one of those uh, like beat 'em up oh, yeah. style games. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, good. Sunset, I'll take Sunset Riders yeah. over like X Men or any of the Ninja Turtle games any day of the Sunset- week. Yeah, Sunset Riders is just like I. It's so weird that that game came out and it's like out of nowhere and I'm like. Oh, this game's excellent. Yeah, Whoa, it rules, like, man. And, uh, it like, makes me so mad about Konami because, like, like everybody's Capcom this and Capcom that. I'll take I'll take Konami games a hundred percent of the time. Um, I can get that. I can totally get that. Uh, uh, like Castlevania, friggin' yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> Castlevania, friggin' Contra, Metal Gear, like yeah. all of this yeah. shit. And like they made such great games, and then one day they're just like. Uh, Silent Hill. One day they're just like, you know what? Forget it. We're not making games anymore. It's and it's gambling. like, what the hell? You made the best games. We're going to treat our employers like shit, even though they literally created our history. Yeah, it's, this is how you treat employers. Employers apparently piss capitalism. Yeah, it's You know, insane. God forbid <laughs> you treat your employers, you know, well. Because they, oh, I don't, employees. Like, God forbid you don't, you, you, you treat them well. Because, you know, they created your history, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's it's crazy what they did, what they did to that company. And it seemed like overnight, like it it wasn't like a slow decline. It was just like, we're making great games. Now we're making nothing. Mm hmm. (laughs) They just disappeared for years. I mean, now they're coming back and I'm excited. Like, I know there's new Sour Hills coming and I don't know what else they're up to. But there's stuff coming. I don't know about I'm so nervous about that Silent Hill 2 remake. Because uh, yeah, there's, I'm also there's, a little nervous. There's a lot of nuance to that game, and that's being made by Bloober, and Bloober yeah. is notoriously lacking in nuance. <laughs> I just yeah. hope that they do that game right. There's there's stuff from Bloober that I've enjoyed, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like Silent Hill 2 is that game is really innovative and had so much in its own history that I'm yeah. just like, can they do this? Like, yeah, I, I man, I don't know. And it's if they too do, big of a game to let, remake. I, I don't know if that's true. I, I think that there is a way to do that game justice. Yeah. But I think it's 75, 25 that it's going to go bad. <laughs> mm, no, I can understand that. Um, but yeah, they're uh, back. I'm just hoping I, that nothing bombs and they keep making stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it too that like they're okay with licensing out some of their other Konami stuff. Because like if because I know uh speaking of uh Kon- former Konami devs, uh Atsunobu Ebisu, I know he moved on and he's like the CEO of Goodfeel, and I love Goodfeel. They've developed a lot of ton- like a ton of like really good, charming games. Uh I- I'd love it to see if like Konami would license out like a Goemon collection to Goodfeel, because I would I would easily pay money for that like i would buy it instantly i would get the physical 
version, I, I would double dip for it because I love those Goemon games. I, I love them to bits. I would and, be uh, happy to. I'm I'm hoping we get uh, a Castlevania DS collection. I'm hoping for oh, that. Oh, that that yeah. would be awesome. I, we played I, I, some on the show recently. We did Don Sorrow, Me and Mike. Me and Mike yeah, did, and we like, sure I, did. I need more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those I, games are excellent. But uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I would love as speaking like now that you're uh now that you're talking uh, about like farming out some series. I let me pitch my pitch, which is let mm. From Software make a 3D Castlevania game. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Give the demon I wanna, Let's do I, that. I, I'd be intrigued to see how they would handle like the whip physics of like swinging your whip. Like, I mean, they've, I, they've I'm really done curious. It. They've done it. Yeah. If, you play, if you play Bloodborne, like if you play Bloodborne with just the cane whip, like with the I forget what it's mm. called because I never use it. Right, right. I don't, oh why would God. you use it when you have the cleaver? I mean, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the cleaver is pretty godlike in I a, love yeah. that. Bloodborne. But you guys made me want to replay that game. I can't. It's it's great though. It's a, it's a da- it takes. I'm like, not even. It takes sorry, like three take. hours to get through Bloodborne. Don't even. Yeah. Worry. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, sorry. Hot take. I'm not even like the biggest fan of like blood uh, of, of like uh, from software games, but I love Bloodborne. That game's a masterpiece. It's, that game's uh, amazing. That's the best game of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That game. Yeah. That, like, I was super worried going into the game. Like, oh, what if I don't like this game either? Oh, I feel so sad. And then I played it. I'm like, oh, holy shit. This <laughs> is hard what I wanted this is what I wanted the Dark Souls games to be. Like, I feel like I actually don't feel like an idiot playing this. Like, yes. I like, wow. Oh, this is so good. Yes. And I love the Dark Souls <laughs> games, but I agree. Bloodborne is like peak of what they're doing there. And I think they yeah. could do. I think they could do an amazing 3D Castlevania game. I agree. Yeah. I um, but agree. I'd, I, I'd love I would really love to see that actually man. <laughs> now I'm curious like oh that would be I really want to see that <laughs> I'm just hoping that Konami will do more because it, it would make me happy if they do license out stuff to other people is this let yeah. other things happen because they have such mm. great franchise like I want another you know Mortal Kombat or not Mortal Kombat what am I saying I want more Metal Gear that's what I want to say wrong yeah. inward like I want more Metal Gear stuff no, like I you yeah. know, I'm okay. Like, I mean, I, I haven't played uh, Survive. I know I heard Survive is garbage, but mm-hmm. like, Revengeance was good. Metal Gear yeah. Rising. Re- Metal Gear yeah. Rising Revengeance is the best Metal Gear game, and I will fight you on that. Snake Eater is better, <laughs> but I love Snake Eater. It's so not. Much. <laughs> Snake Eater. I love Snake Eater. It's one of my favorite Snake, games. Snake Eater. Snake so. Eater is if you don't have that's one of those games if you don't have the nostalgia for that game, like if you're just playing it for the first time, that game is rough like to play and like to to navigate the menus it that that's it's a rough game mm. metal gear rising revengeance on the other hand <laughs> anybody can pick that bad boy up and play it and it rules oh there also is a speaking of lone ranger there is a lone ranger game for the disney infinity that had that movie oh, ah, that place oh, I, oh I, cool. I didn't realize that jeez yeah i i forgot about it even though i own it and but yeah. I was Googling when I looked up the Lone Ranger game in NES and it came up for something for that game. And I'm looking at it right now, which you can actually buy the whole Disney Infinity pack for like 15 bucks or I mean, on sale for like five dollars oh, every so often. That's, that's what I did on that's, Steam. That's, I have the whole that's set. actually kind of a, that's kind of amazing. I, I feel it's sad I missed all, all of that entire like thing, that whole shtick. But like, it I'd like to try it wish Skylanders would do that because I would gladly pay $10 for an entire Skylanders game with all the stuff. I mean, they did it with Starlink. Like I, mm. I bought it on, I mean, I buy them on Steam. Whenever you yeah. want to do it, no, 
failed Toys of Life stuff. You're like, here, I'll sell you our whole collection of, of games digitally for like five, ten bucks on sale. You got me. Starlink yeah, is pretty um, fun. I want to play it. Yeah. Just yeah. But yeah. And uh, that's just about everything that I've played uh, so far in the past couple months. Uh, one final thing I will add to something I've been playing on sort of the sidelines is like a not a big commitment game, but just playing it for fun whenever I feel just kind of down or whatever is a, a game I'm a very big fan of. I've been playing it since I was uh, pretty young, like as a kid, a little kid. It developed by Capcom, released for the NES. I, I love it to bits. It's a mighty final fight. I just... Uh, Look, I love beat-em-ups. Like, I love fighting oh. games and beat-em-ups. I love both genres. I, I love both Same. genres to death. I, I love them. I love beat-em-ups, fighting games, any of them, brawlers, whatever. Like, I love those. But here's the thing, though. Give me a beat-em-up, and then you give me chibis in a beat-em-up? Fuck yes. <laughs> like, sorry, pardon my French. No, you're fine. I, you can swear this, though. Like, oh, my God. Like, beat-em-ups and chibis. And you can beat up the chibis, and they're, they're cute, and they make all these, like, funny faces. They'll just, yes! Yes! Uh, yes! I'm actually, and, when we get off this conversation, uh, or off this, when we get done with this recording, I'm actually going to go download Disney Infinity on my Steam Deck, I think, now that I'm watching this. Nice. I play it. Oh, do so. it. Do it. Hell yeah. But yeah, I, I love, I, I, I don't know what it is, but in the summer, I just, there's something about the summer where I just, I got to play Mighty Final Fight sometime. I just got to okay, play I, for a couple hours. I love Mighty Final Fight. I never played it, but I've been curious too for, a, since I found out it existed. Oh, you should. Yeah, oh you my should. God. It, you, it is really yeah. good. Okay, I, I love Final Fight know, 2 and 3. Ever, yeah. Never oh, Final Fight 2 and 3 are fantastic. Final Fight 3 is a fantastic sequel. I love that game. I love that game so much. If you ever do a mainline episode about Mighty Final Fight, I hope I am on that episode. Wouldn't be I mainline, but I'd do a mini, but I know now I know no, what you're talking about. So. Or a mini or just whatever, but like, I love that game so much. It's it's so adorable and perfect. It's like Capcom trying to do a River City Ransom, and it's like, no, we're Capcom. We're going to do it this way, and I'm like, okay, sure. Like, that's fine. It came out late too. I think it, it came out during the SNES era, just because they're like, "Well, we yeah, need to make like a game." Yeah, it was like '93, so yeah, pretty late. late, pretty pretty late era NES game, like '93. So yeah, I, yeah, I played it's... that. I played that by accident the first time on my emulator. I actually <laughs> thought it was. I thought it was like one of those ROM hacks. I was like, "Oh yeah, like, there's yeah. no way that this game is real." And then I was playing it, and I'm like, look "This is actually like, what? this is actually really <laughs> good." <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Mighty Final Fight to bits. It's, you know, sometimes it's they'll surprise good. you what they put out there. Like, I that's one thing I love oh, yeah. about doing the show. Like, especially these, what are you playing? People will mention games. Like, that missing game that you mentioned that I have it wishlisted now. And at some random point when I see that game for, like, five ten five dollars yeah, yeah. I'll pick it up in some yep. random Steam mm-hmm. sale, like, two years from now and get around to it one day. Maybe. It's 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 really good. It's, it's like, a really good game. And like I said, I, I'm not, you know... I'm not an expert on how the tone is, but it seemed it seems better than it 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 should be for being like mm. such a such a tough game. I'm curious. I, I'm really you got me interested, and I'm, and I'm not I, a big. I, would, I mean, guy. honestly, I would love to hear you know the impressions of that game from anybody who's like gone through that. You know, like my mental health is pretty okay. So like there's a lot of like mental health stuff and and like I said it's it's like a transgender story and I don't have like a lot of experience with that stuff personally I would love to hear from like people who had more of that to see if they did a good job like if they did as good of a job as I oh, felt like they did I've been meaning to play that game actually for the longest time because I mean I was already a big fan of Sweary and uh and a lot of his games and Deadly Premonition so 
yeah, I've been meaning to play it for a while. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I, I do want to. It looks well, like a pretty solid game. Yeah, when you do play it, I would love to hear. I would love to hear your opinion on it. I'd be obliged to share it. So yeah, I Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no problem. But yeah, uh, and to get back onto beat 'em ups, have you played River yes. City Girls? Yes, I have. City I've Girls. played pretty much all of the modern Cuneo stuff, like River okay. City Girls. Like, oh, they're so good. So so good. Okay, thank you. Like. Nobody's ever played these River City Girls games. I'm like, are you kidding me? Everybody's like, oh, yeah, the, the new Ninja Turtle games or like that, that most recent Streets of Rage. Yeah, there oh, was a Streets Rage that came out. Yeah, yeah that were like 4. really boring. And I'm like, no, oh, River. I'm like, no, River City Girls is like a video game. It's like a beat em up. But there's also like. I mean, that's how River City Ransom was as well. Yeah, of course. That's always been like higher level beat em up. It's like a beat em up oh, yeah. with like more to it than beating really, stuff up. Really cool, like RPG mechanics. And yes. also something that I love and respect out of those River City Ransom games on the NES is not only are they like adorable because, you know, it's chibis. So like, hell yes, beat em ups yeah. and chibis. But also I love that if you go into a restaurant and order a drink or a, a piece of food or a snack or whatever you uh and instead of like having an animation of a character like drinking from a cup or whatever they just they they eat the cup or they eat the plate <laughs> with the food and just chop 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 yeah. chop swallow like it is wow, it is a great crap. it's a great animation of them jamming whatever they're eating into their face I'll order a cup of tea instead of drinking the tea just go and then chomp 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 <laughs> swallow like wow Okay. The games are great. And River City Girls, I think, is like I think is like the top of that genre. That's me personally. I'm not a like I'm not oh, yeah. I'm not huge on the beat em ups because no, I, I need a little that. bit more out of them. And yeah, that's why no, I, think I can Mighty, totally get that. Yeah, I think Mighty Final Fight is I can't believe <laughs> that that somebody is like, I love this game because I play this and I'm like, I'm never <laughs> going to be able to talk to anybody about this because nobody else will have <laughs> ever heard of this. My taste in video games tend to be kind of like a little <laughs> random and a little like odd. Like there's like stuff that we're like people love and I'm like, yeah, this is OK. But then there's like weird, obscure shit that I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. And I feel like no one like has ever heard of it. I'm like, okay. ah. Heartbreak. All right. Well, we're best friends now because that's Yay! exactly my <laughs> that's exactly my taste. Like if you were to ask me my like favorite, like I I keep lists of everything and mm. like Deadly Premonition and Catherine were like my oh, games nice. that I love from like the PlayStation three era. And everybody's mm. like, those are your favorite PlayStation three games. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> And ta speaking of a game that does not handle transgender stuff well, Catherine, but still yeah. a very fun game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I love Catherine, but yeah, that stuff is, like, pretty dicey. It's like, was that in the original, or, or is that the remake? It's in or the... both. It's, it's, it's in both, the original is, and the remake, unfortunately. Yes, there is, there is a transgender character in the original, and they made one a romance option, which I think they did worse than the original. Yeah, character. that's the really unfortunate thing. Like, even <laughs> the remake has it, I'm like, oh, you guys, come on. Yeah. Ugh. I I played it a little bit, but I had a really hard time with the game because my brain doesn't like puzzles. It's a it's a it, it, yeah. It's like for one thing, yeah, it's a puzzle game, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're not into puzzles. It's it's tough no, to not unless I can cheat, and they're random. Yeah, I found out. No, yes. I can get yeah, that. Yeah. Cheat. The the puzzles are hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they I'm are. I'm bad at puzzle games. Like, I barely is... got 
I barely got through that thing on on medium on like standard. It's a puzzle game where you have to be quick on your feet because it's like crazy climber. You have to constantly Mm -hmm. climb and move stuff out of the way. Like I got near the end when you find out the secret about like you find out about the bartender. That's how far I got. So I was decently into the game. I just couldn't do it anymore. Wow. Nice. You got that far in and and you couldn't get through the rest of it. That's surprising. I also Uh, think I just gave up and just stopped playing it. Yeah, I I can get that. I would have thought I would have thought that that moment would have come sooner. Like, I feel like if you get to that point in the game, you're invested. But I mean, Mm. (laughs) it could have been that my life went to shit and I don't remember because it would have. There was timing in my life where I ended up meeting a, a moving out where i was living and i stopped playing games for like a, mm. a year or two mm-hmm. years i can get that no i can get that real life then, I, I don't I, think I, I, it was there but i can't yeah i usually don't fall off games if i play a game i yeah. usually force myself through it but mm-hmm. i don't i all i know is the game got too damn hard i was it done it, it gets very very hard yeah. <laughs> i couldn't mm-hmm. so and i had a probably a four-year-old five-year-old at the time so i could only play when he's sleeping and yikes no, of course. yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no i, I get I, it <laughs> I don't want to sit there and bang my head. Real life, real life happens. Yeah. Like I always say this about like any of my nerd shit. Like that's like, yeah, like this nerd stuff is awesome. Like video games, like all this stuff, like video games, like they're amazing, but you know, real life happens. Yeah. Got stuff in the real life. So yeah. yeah. Someday. Can my wife play Catherine again? God damn it. (laughs) Each one wants to play it. I have it on steam. I bought it in some sale. Cause I'm like, okay, nice. It's great. Try it on easy. I was on easy, I think. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. But I could be wrong. There was a time where I, my dumbass would try to play on normal for achievements. But I, yeah. again, I don't remember. I'm sure if yeah. I actually loaded up my 360, I could probably find out, but I don't care enough. So, no, yeah. that's bet, understandable. I'll bet you at this point, if you played it on easy, you could probably power your way through it. But, but yeah, I again, like could. It, I mean, if you don't want to spend that much time, because it's not like it's just the puzzles, it's also the like visual novel parts. I like and, that. And the other stuff, like there's just, a lot going on in that game. I remember being very cool. It, it's I want to play it someday again. I just have a hard time with with puzzles in general. Like that's one reason I'm not enjoying Phoenix Rising as much as I want to because there's so many mm. puzzles and sometimes my brain's like, okay, you want me to do this, this, this. Sometimes my brain's like, what the fuck do you want me to do? And I just mm. have to look online because I just can't. I mean, something really simple too. Like I just I'm like yeah. eh, I don't like this. Too many puzzles. Like there'll be a lot of times. I've, in- I've right. had that with. I've had that with certain Please. puzzles and games where I'm, I'm just like, okay, I think I get this, but like actually getting my brain to do the thing is really goddamn hard. Like no. the game is littered with puzzles throughout the world map, probably like Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, that's nice, and I just walk away and be like, I don't give up. Yeah. Normally, when there's puzzle stuff that I'm like banging my head against, I'm overthinking things. Um, that might be what's going on. All like I've trained myself that I try the simplest thing I can think of first and eight times out of 10 that does it. And I'm like, all right, I would have tried to do these six things first and that would have just made it impossible. So just like go into a puzzle and go, all right, what's the stupidest way I can do this and do it that way. (laughs) And that's going to work more than it won't. Okay. That's my, that's my puzzle game tip. (laughs) I might. I just try to avoid them. Unless, <laughs> unless you're playing the witness, then don't do mm. that. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, yeah, I'll never Fuck that. that. That is beyond my interest. Yes. Right, should I, we go on to TV and movies? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll start. I've been in a weird phase. 
that I've been in the I've been into the History Channel cinematic universe of Vegas, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a joke to nice. this that I'm going with. So I started watching Pawn <laughs> Stars, then I started watching American Restoration, which is the guy that's on Pawn Stars in the first couple seasons, Rick, who has his own show. I watched see a little bit of that first season. Then I started watching Counting Cars, which is the guy that's also on Pawn Stars. Oh my god. I, like I said, Cinematic Universe of the Channel. And he, he owns a shop in Vegas, and that's actually pretty good. Counting Cars is good. American Restoration is kind of boring. And then I've also been watching, I watched some American Pickers, but I've been, like, obsessed with Pawn Stars. I watched six seasons in the last month or so. Mm. And those are, like, 35-episode seasons. So, like, huge fucking seasons. I don't understand why that show is in- entertaining me, but I, I like Monsters. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Stupid show at times. It's fun to just throw on when you don't care. And so is County Cars. County Cars is pretty good, too. Mm. So I don't know if I recommend. I don't recommend either, but they're on Roku. <laughs> so, hey, I mean, you know what you're getting. If you I mean, if you're just like here, I want to put on something where I'm going to edit or just just have on the background or just there. It's not bad for that. But yeah, yeah that's I, I listen to Jeff Gersman's podcast when I'm editing my podcast, which is probably not a great idea. <laughs> but <laughs> he was on long. Time. It's long. Jeff Grossman, formerly from Giant Bomb, now okay, doing his right. own thing. Yeah. Yeah, Giant. I felt bad for Giant Bomb. They like they lost all their original people. And... Yeah, and it's bad now. Oh my good. We're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, but I don't listen. I don't I li- haven't listened to them in years just because I used to listen to them because I worked third shift, so I needed, you know, lots and lots of podcasts to yeah. fill the hours a week. I don't anymore, so I don't listen a whole lot. Yeah. But all right. Michael, what is something you've been watching? Well, are we doing TV or movies first? Uh, we can we can do TV first. Okay. I watched the Twisted Metal series. Nice. And it is so much better than it has any right to be. That's what I've heard. These games. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing that too. Like these games that are nothing. <laughs> the games are nothing. They're cars with guns attached to them driving mm-hmm. around in a demolition derby. That's all they are. <clears throat> to make a show out of that that has these characters that you care about so much and makes you cry when a car gets blown up. (laughs) (laughs) Like that is, I I went into it expecting it to be stupid and don't get me wrong. It's pretty stupid at, at most parts, but it's so well acted. It's so well written. It's so funny. And you care about these characters so that when like somebody dies or whatever, you're like legitimately sad for that, like for them. When stuff happens to these characters, I'm like, I was not expecting this. I do not watch television for the most part, like even stuff that I like, I barely watch. I binged it in two days. I binged Twisted Metal in two (laughs) days. It's so freaking good. Highly recommend if you have peacock or something that lets you pirate stuff watch it <laughs> yeah. e- even like i said i don't usually watch things i had one show that i really like called only murders in the building that oh nice oh selena gomez just came out yeah. with a new season and steve martin and uh, yeah steve martin martin, martin short selena gomez yeah there we go the new season came out i watched the first two seasons i'm like this is great this is fantastic television First first episode of the new season is the only one I've watched so far. I'm like, oh, no, they're just they're shoehorning in. It feels like the first two seasons were the story that they wanted to tell. And then Hulu said, oh, no, you have to make us more seasons. So they're like, oh, well, oh. now we have to 
find somebody else to murder that they have the and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> I'll watch it, but that I'm makes not it harder happy when about it. So <laughs> it's supposed to end, but then they're like, ah, guess yeah. what? You get more, you get more, and they're like, yeah. well, we don't have more. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. And maybe it gets better throughout the season. Like I said, I only watched the first episode, but that's sort of what it felt like. But okay. Twisted Metal doesn't feel like that. And it also feels like they have their whole second season planned out. Now, when it can get written and, you know, actually done, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Hopefully, when, you know, these greedy billionaires running these uh, studios like actually pay their creative people to do the creative jobs to make the things that people want to see. Hopefully they're still like, all right, we're, we're still ready to do this second season. That's what I'm hoping for because it ends on a cliffhanger and I, I want to see the rest of this, but also if, you know, if it's, if it's too much for them after I'll, I'll just make up the rest of what happened in my mind. <laughs> I'm okay with doing that, but okay. I, I highly recommend Twisted Metal. It's fantastic. Okay, that's what I've been hearing. I'm curious about it. I I don't know if I'll ever get to it, but I'm curious about it. It's I think ten half hour episodes. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, just, it's it's not bad. Nice. I'm 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 not a I'm weird with TV. So yeah, I, I'm also weird with TV, and like I said, I I normally don't. I, I normally don't finish things. I will watch two or three episodes and go, this is good, but I'm not going to watch the rest of this. I couldn't stop watching. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching Twisted Metal. It's so fun. And that's my TV. Okay. What about you, Kyle? TV for me has been a little uh, sporadic. I haven't been watching a lot of new stuff at the moment uh, for like... I would say for like American television and stuff like that, I have actually, I apologize. This is going to get like pretty nerdy. So I, I do apologize, but uh, I've actually been watching a lot of anime. I, I will condense it to a, just a couple of different shows. Lately, uh, I, I've been an anime fan for most of my life, but there was kind of a lull period where like, a lot of new stuff wasn't really catching me. And I was just like, Oh, do I like anime anymore? Shit. I'm not sure. And I got a little worried, but, um, a friend of mine who I, I considered a, a kind of a mentor, like I really looked up to him. He passed away in 2020. Uh, his name was Zach Bertsky, and uh, he was a he was a critic, and he used to run a uh, help run the site Anime News Network. Anyways, uh, I was a big fan of his podcast that he used to run, and about uh, half a year ago. I started listening to some of my favorite episodes from him, and it really actually lit a fire under my ass. And I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? I, I do really love anime, and I want to watch stuff that I haven't watched before, and I want to re-watch some stuff. Like, just, I really want to get my brain juices going, and I want to just think, I, I just, I really want to understand myself on why I love anime, and what do I love about anime. So, since around February of this year, I've really started watching a lot more anime and re-watching shows. And uh, I've actually uh, finished off a couple of different series so far. So I'll start off with a show that I recently finished about a week and a half ago. It is an uh, OAV series from the 90s, original video animation uh, for the, the, the what, the, what that means. Uh, oh, I did not know it's, that. It's a, series, <laughs> it's a series called Giant Robo, the animation, the day the earth stood still. It's sort of a, uh, it's sort of a come together of like, of a story of like, so uh, the creator of the original story of Giant Robo, he also wrote a bunch of other comics on like a bunch of different things. And uh, 
there was this animator who wanted to make uh, an animation for Giant Robo, but the thing is, he couldn't use characters from Giant Robo. Like, is this we- it's this weird, like, legal thing he couldn't do. So what he did is he went into the original author's, like, comics and, like, works, and he basically took characters from all the other comics the guy did, and he made into one giant, like, mishmash, like a giant, like, massive crossover. And made like a full like ep- series of episodes on this. It's about uh, eight episodes long, and uh, yeah, he did he did this this full crossover series. And I'm not normally into like big robots and stuff like that, but I thought the series was excellent. I was really impressed with it. I was uh, actually I'm sorry, it's seven episodes, not eight episodes. My apologies. Anyways, uh, I thought it was a really great story. A lot of great plot twists. Uh, I felt like it really explained its characters well and their motifs. You, it, I, I feel like you really actually give a crap about the characters in this universe. I was really impressed with it. I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, mm-hmm. I thought the animation was fantastic. Some of the best animation from that era. Ironically, even though it's not animated by the same studio... The studio, uh, it, it, the animation reminded me of Batman the Animated Series, but uh, it's not actually done by anybody who did work on Batman the Animated Series. Uh, the Animated Series was done by a different studio. Uh, I know it was it was an American cartoon, but there were some Japanese studios that helped out with uh, Batman, and I believe one of the biggest ones was uh, Tokyo Movie Shinsha. But anyways, uh, Giant Robo, The Day the Earth Stood Still was really damn great. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm so happy I watched it. Uh, I'm actually, I, I guess I'd call myself now a fan of the director of the uh, animation, and I want to see his other work. He did a Gundam series that I have not seen, but I would like to watch. So I watched that. That was a really great watch. I had a blast with it. Another series that I watched was a uh, show from the 2000s, uh, the early 2000s. It's a series called Noir. It's this series about this French woman who's an assassin, and it's set in like the modern day of that time. And, uh, She's an assassin. She's a hit woman. And out of nowhere, she gets this mysterious email from some person who's like, oh, I know your past. And like, it starts entitling her. It starts like talking to her and talks about like her history of like growing up and her family was murdered by the mafia. And she's like, I know all of this. And like, I want to meet you. Like, I don't, I like, I don't remember anything from my past, but I feel like you would know. And I want to meet you. And Along with the email comes this mysterious little song she attached to the email. And it's this weird, like, it's this weird, like, little pocket watch tune. It's this mysterious little, like, song. And it's it's really eerie, but it, it strikes memories to her. And so she meets up with this girl who happens to be a teenage, a Japanese teenage girl from Japan. And this girl does not know anything about her own past. She can't remember anything, but she's really good at killing people. And so (laughs) they meet up in Japan and they're ambushed by a bunch of goons, uh, by a bunch of like hitmen and they're mysterious and they're, they don't know what's these two women don't know what's going on. And so at the end of the first episode, they decide to team up to take down these mysterious, like hitmen who are trying to assassins and hitmen who are trying to kill them. And they're trying to figure out, like, who these people are, what their group is, why they think they know each other, and, like, why they're somehow connected to each other. And I actually really loved it. I thought the animation to it was really impressive. It got an excellent Blu-ray transfer. Uh, and actually, speaking of earlier with Giant Robo, that also got an excellent Blu-ray transfer. Uh, 
I'm really happy that uh, these pieces of animation were considered so important to get like good Blu-ray transfers. I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm happy when stuff isn't just left to the curb, like stuff is actually treated well. And like these animators and directors and everybody and the staff and in between, like everybody gave a shit and made sure that this got a good proper like movie, a video transfer, whether it's DVD or Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray or whatever, like. I, that makes me really happy that people like give a shit about this and it's not just some lazy garbage and it's not some or AI garbage or anything like that. Anyways, Noir <laughs> was a damn great watch. I had a blast watching it. This, the plot twists were really good. It kept you busy. It kept you thinking. It, it, um, it had a lot of great mysterious characters who are just like these weird personalities, but you're so intrigued by them. I had a lot of fun with it. Noir was also a uh, was a was just like a total blast. I I really had a lot of fun with it, and that's pretty much what I've been watching for TV stuff okay. at the current moment. Yeah, so there's yeah, those that's a little bit of uh, my side of this. <laughs> I have one show that I just started watching a couple days ago. I'm in season one. Uh, mm-hmm. We just started watching Secession. On Ooh, that. I've heard that's a really great it's, show. I'm really enjoying it. I'm gonna probably watch. I'm gonna be well, not probably. I will be watching that it show, tonight. So. That show has a lot of actors who I like really love. Like yeah, it's I, I, really I good. I'm surprised I haven't watched it myself. I'm a little worried it might just be kind of like rich assholes being rich assholes. And I'm oh, they are. That might, but hey, it, no, like, uh, but I've heard it's actually like great, and the writing's really great. So I, don't know, I, I, need, just, I, I need to, I need you to. You won't like any of the characters. No, like. I, I'm 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 usually actually kind of fond of that because like I loved stuff like Breaking Bad. I, I loved series like that or HBO's uh, Girls. I'm a big fan of that show. Like I love the whole like it's not even so much that like I like people that are despicable, but it's just like <laughs> I I like the whole like oh you'll hate these characters. But it's like no, I actually kind of find that realistic. Not in the sense that like I hate everybody or I hate people, but just like no like. Sometimes everyone's just a bit of a shitty person, and that's okay. It's it depends on how you better yourself. From but that it does situation. have one of the yeah. Scott Pilgrim alumni, yes, Culkin guys. Yes, that's it, so. uh, yeah, Kieran Culkin. Which yeah, that's another thing that got me excited about Succession because it's like, oh, I love Kieran Culkin. Hell yeah! Like, yes, I I love that. That's wonderful. Okay, if you like we'll... shitty people shows, uh, <laughs> I don't might... normally. Might I suggest uh, the Righteous Gemstones on HBO? Ooh, I want to watch that show too. There's a lot of actors. There's a lot of actors on that show that I love too, especially John Goodman. I mean, I grew up with Roseanne, uh, the sitcom, and I love the hell out of John. I love the hell out of John Goodman. I'll have to add it to my list then, because I mean, succession won't last super long. So yeah, it's only like four seasons, so it's a quick Mm -hmm. ten episodes each. So it's nice. And I mean, we were watching Glee and. My wife went to off like 20 some episodes. She's still in season one. I'm like, you're still in oh, season God. one. Now it's turned oh, it off. Done. <laughs> I'm because I'm like, I don't care until season three because then Grant Gustin shows up and I'm okay seeing him yeah. on the show, but couldn't oh, get there. It's just too much. I mean, network TV is just bleh, too much. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a lot of episodes per season. That's like 24. Like Jesus, sometimes more. But yeah, again, yeah, I'm watching yeah. All Stars and that's 30 something. But hey, that's. Mm. That's a History Channel cinematic universe, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there really there literally was an episode where Rick's Restoration Show, Counting Cars, American Pickers, and Pawn Stars all had something to do with one thing in in the show. Because <laughs> American Pickers helped them find the car, Pawn Stars bought the car, Counting Cars helped them fix up the car, and so did Rick's Restoration. So all of those shows had something to do with this one car. Cinematic universe. 
Ugh, mm-hmm. gross. So, uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I have two movies to mention. One I'm going to mention, and one I'll save for our last topic. I watched Ant Man Quantumania finally. It's, oh, okay. It's a movie. Yeah. yeah it wasn't, so I've heard. It was, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Movie. Fine. I'm just, it just bummed me out that they didn't wrap up that trilogy in the right way. That they made a weird sequel that doesn't really feel necessary and yeah just was a i tend to, i've i've enjoyed marvel stuff in my past but i i'm kind of picky with a lot of modern marvel stuff but uh yeah i've heard a little bit about uh quantumania i don't know it sounds a little sad i see i i felt like they i don't know i felt like they they would do a little better with how to end a trip and modok's like awful so ugly yeah. it's mm. so bad and so stupid i mean I just played Marvel's Avengers not that long ago, and they did a fine job with Modoc. Like this is just awful. Mm. Everything, the way mm. he looks, the way he talks, he's, it's just it's. I'm like, this is not Modoc. This is just stupid. James mm. Gunn is the only one who can make a superhero movie that I enjoy. <laughs> the rest of them, I I, I I think all of them are garbage. <laughs> except I, for I used to be a regard. I still the Guardians see. movies and that mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad w- were fucking fantastic. But other than that, I'm like, God, these are so long. And the same thing is happening yeah. in all of them. <laughs> I will admit I've enjoyed some of the earlier Russo Brothers movies, but I don't know. Even they kind of started falling to crap where I'm like, guys, what's what's going on? You, you just, I feel like you had such a mark of quality to you and you're just Winter Soldier it go. It's fucking amazing, but it's just kind of. Yeah. Winter Soldiers. I think oh, they yeah. need to That's just. A, Movie. Well, the strike will help them just sit back and take some yeah. time away to not mm. release 10 movies a month. Like, we're probably 10 mo- movie mm. year. We're probably not going to get, I mean, Aquaman 2 might get pushed back to next year from the sound of it again. So Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. But Oh, and uh, Michael, what are some movies you've been watching you want to mention? Oh, okay, I watched one movie that I want to mention. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I finally got around to seeing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay, how was it? Ooh, nice. It's fine the animation is really cool the like the characters move i'm not sure i'm not sure this is just what it looked like but it looked like the characters were moving at like uh, and i'm gonna use video game like references here because i don't know how else to explain it but it felt like the characters were moving at 60 frames a second and the backgrounds (laughs) were moving at 30 Okay. Which Mm. seems like it should be weird, but like when they're doing action stuff, it looks so cool. Mm. Um, the movie is the, the movie itself is like, like good kids movie movie. Mm. Like there is nothing special about it besides the fact Mm. that it's Mario. I think Chris Pratt did a fine job as Mario because here's the thing about Mario Mario's not a character. Everybody like, oh, I love Mario. It's like, why? Mario is nothing. He's that's fair. He's yeah. he's a video game character for the people whose favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo. These boring yeah. ass nice. people <laughs> <laughs> who just want a self-insert character. Like, mm-hmm. like, give me Luigi a hundred times out of a hundred over mm-hmm. Mario. Like Peach is great in it. I think Anya Taylor-Joy is a fantastic actor. Oh, but, I loved her. I thought but, she was like one of the biggest highlights of the movie uh, yeah, in the movie. Jack Black, awesome. Jack Black legitimately great voice actor. Charlie yeah. is great. He's not in it enough. Toad 
highlight of the friggin movie. Keegan is hilarious in this role. (laughs) Honestly, for like half of these actors, like I'm just like, y'all should also be voice actors. Like just like do more cartoons. Like he got good voices for it. Like Keegan, Michael Key, especially like that guy can do like really impressive stuff with his voice. Like be a voice actor. So funny. Like, like you don't, you don't, you might not recognize it, but like, there are some people who, you know, are hilarious in a lot of things. And then yeah. like when they try, you know, when they try something different, it's like, whatever, mm. Jack Black and Keegan-Michael Key, a hundred percent in everything oh, yeah. they do. They're yeah. great. Yeah. The, the stuff with Luigi, I don't think they did enough with because I think yeah. Charlie Day did a great job and the stuff where they were focused on him the little bit i I was like this is fun like this is interesting stuff but uh, as far as a kids movie goes it's really good like i enjoyed myself it's only an hour and a half which Mm -hmm. like sometimes that's nice that's a plus in my book if a movie is less than two hours long that's what i want but but yeah as far like and i wasn't expecting much because i'm sort of anti Nintendo. Like I I'm not I a Nintendo that. guy, but yeah, I had fun with it. Uh, Seth Rogen does fine as donkey Kong. <laughs> I think there might've been a little bit too much donkey Kong in the movie, but otherwise great. Fantastic. Okay. Like, like good job to everyone who made that movie, including Chris Pratt, who <laughs> I don't like personally. I, I got, either. I got tired of pretty quickly. Just too much of him. It, 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 there was just way too much of him at one point. Like I was like, Star Lord, cool, great. And then I'm like, oh, he's going to be in these Jurassic Park. He's just <sighs> what? Yeah. He's just going to be in everything that. Like I loved him in Parks and Rec, <clears throat> but like he's sort of a shithead, and yeah. I'm I'm tired of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, <laughs> right? And Kyle, do you have any movies you want to mention? Yeah, actually, uh, quite a few. Uh, I've watched a <laughs> couple of mis- just a, a, like. A, a- a bit of a miscellaneous kind of selection of films, but uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I usually like to try to keep a better track on things where like, I like to watch a lot of art house movies and indie movies and along with like mainstream stuff. But I've been a little off my uh, rocker this year and I've uh, unfortunately not been keeping up with art house stuff. So I'm a little sad about that, but I I have been trying to just watch more movies period. And I have uh, my little list. Uh, Let me just kind of get up and there we go. Okay, so starting things off, I, I guess I will also comment on the Mario movie. I thought it was super cute and adorable. Uh, I wish it were kind of a better movie movie. Like, I felt like it could have been something really actually special. But for what it is, though, it's super cute and fun. And if you got, like, kids, yeah, show them this. And, that, you know, like, if they like Mario, they'll, they'll probably really like it. And if they don't like Mario, they still might, you know, have fun with it. It's a fun movie. I had my fun. I had I had my good times with it. It was it was really fun, and uh, I was actually pretty impressed with a lot of the performances, especially Chris Pratt. Um, I, I was a little surprised with how abrupt the Chris Pratt like hate train kind of happened. Like I'm not like judging anybody. Really, like, whatever. Uh, I liked him in stuff like uh, Parks and Rec and the Guardians, the Galaxy movies. Like and the, even the Jurassic Park movies, I thought he was okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of those Jurassic Park movies, but yeah, he was okay. Anyways, yeah, uh, the Mario movie was super cute. I loved all of the Nintendo references. That was just super charming and adorable. And I was like, man, this I knowing all these references, I just I feel like a kid in a candy store. I'm just gleeing, and my cheeks are apple. I have apple cheeks, and I'm just just so happy. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Mario movie was super cute and a lot of fun, and I had a blast with it. I even 
Yes, and I am I am the 33-year-old that brought my shy guy plushie to the Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in to the goddamn movie theater with my bag that had my big shy guy plushie, and I brought him, I went to the concession stand, I bought my ticket, and I went to the theater, and I sat down, brought my shy guy plushie out, and put him, like, and I was, like, hugging oh, him no. alongside watching the movie. And I'm 33 years old, by the way. I'm an adult. I can do whatever the fuck I please. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, oh, uh, God. Anyways, yeah, uh, the Mario movie was super cute and lots of fun. Wish it were, like, a better movie movie, but whatever. What they did was fine, and... I'm happy it wasn't like a train wreck or anything. So yeah, and then moving along, because I uh, listened to the audio book of it, I uh, going off uh, something a bit different. I uh, listened to the audio book of Cujo by Stephen King. I decided to watch the uh, movie by by uh, I, I can't remember the director's name, but uh, the Cujo movie adaptation from 1983, and I really liked it. It was actually straight to the point, and it got. Uh, it was, yeah, very much straight to the point and just uh, very to the action. Uh, really good adaptation, good casting. Really impressed with the child acting in this. Uh, I know child acting can be really kind of questionable and, like, sometimes it's really great and sometimes it isn't. But the child actor for Cujo was uh, honestly damn great. I was really impressed. Uh, and um, I believe, uh, let me just remember who played the mom in this because I really like her. Uh, D Wallace, the yeah, the, pl- the person who plays the mom in Cujo is D Wallace. Uh, she's fa- I've always loved D Wallace. I've watched a lot of '80s movies, so I recognize her in so much, uh, so many different things. Uh, she was excellent too. And that final half of the movie where they're just stranded in the car, I think that's that's the perfect like that's the meat of the movie. That's uh that's straight to the point of this whole novel. Uh, it's great and it's really well directed. It's chaotic. It's hectic. It's you feel like you're sweating buckets along with these characters and you just, you're just you're just trying your best to stay not positive because i mean you're stuck in this and it's hard to stay positive but just you're trying your best to stay sane and with these characters and like the dog seems ferocious and terrifying and it's it's just really well done i was really impressed with this uh i yeah i was really impressed with this adaptation i'm surprised uh for stephen king adaptations this isn't higher rated i i really enjoyed this movie uh damn solid adaptation and this is from a Stephen King book where, like, Stephen King is admitted to writing with writing Cujo. He was in his full addict phase. Like, mm-hmm. this is him, like, pumping lots of booze and drugs into his system. So that's like, when he man. wrote his best stuff. Yeah. No, I can totally get that. Um, if, if you if you like this movie that much, uh, mm-hmm. there's a documentary. Uh, it's called Dog Days. I'm pretty sure okay. I watched it on Netflix. Ooh, but okay. it, it shows about the making of the movie and it's really, really good. I got to check that out because, yeah, I was really impressed with this adaptation. I've actually seen this movie once beforehand, but I was like a kid and it like really fucked me up. I like I couldn't sleep That's the fair. night I saw it and it was like four. It was like three in the morning and I was like just like channel flipping. And I saw this movie like this mom and this kid in the car. And I'm like, oh, what's happening? And then the dog like gets in there and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm just, I'm this little kid and I'm, I'm terrified. That's my only experience with it. I saw something like that (laughs) once and I've never, I've never watched that movie. And I, (laughs) but yeah, after like seeing it now as an adult, I I was really impressed with this. Uh, There we go. I found the director. It's a Louis Teague. So many kudos to Louis Teague did a damn fine movie with this uh, damn fine adaptation. Great performances, especially from, 
the kid actor uh, Danny Pintaro and uh, D. Wallace uh, both were excellent in this. I was really impressed. Uh, just really impressive method acting for the performances that they're given. But yeah, anyways, that was Cujo. I really liked it. I will move on to Polite Society, this British Indian movie. Uh, this kind of an action comedy. It's about this teenage girl who wants to be a stunt performer, and she's a martial artist, and she that's oh, what she wants this. to be with her career. And uh, this movie was excellent. I really loved this. I believe this was uh, directed by the woman who created the uh, British TV series We Are Lady Parts, which is about this uh, band, uh, this rock band made of all women who are all Muslim. And I haven't seen that series yet, but I've heard that series is also fantastic. Anyways, Polite Society is excellent. Uh, there's some pretty, like, kind of fucked up twists in it where I'm like, oh, uh, okay, we're going to go into this direction. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was a blast. And uh, the two lead actors as the sisters are both fantastic. And I want them to have like long, I want them to have long careers. I want to see them do like cool stuff and be good actors. And just, I, I want them to see them. I want to see them in so much like stuff because they're both fantastic. But yeah, Polite Society was a blast. Moving on to Spider- Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, this was fantastic. I loved the first Spider-Verse movie and I loved this. Honestly, these Spider-Verse movies give me faith in modern, like, American animation. Like, I love how just how weird and, like, mishmashy they are. They're, like, so many different styles of animation combined into one, and I love that. I love putting stuff in, like, a blender and mixing it all into one just weird thing. Just, um, like, just a total mishmash. I love stuff like that. And uh, the Spider-Verse movies have really blown me away. I'm very heartbroken to hear about the staff, uh, the crunch with the staff of this movie. That's so shitty. That That's awful. I want better rights for the studio workers and the animators and everybody in between, especially with the strike going on. I want better should, payments. They should and, get it. I think it's going to yeah, finally happen. I want, I, yeah, I want better payments and, and rights and everything for all these workers. They make our entertainment and it's it's bullshit that they're treated like garbage like this and they're paid like shit. This is... This is bullshit. This is in, this is an injustice, and it Welcome needs to be to served. America, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, people like are like anybody like any not like any non creatives that I know. Whenever I'm talking about this, are mm. like, oh well, you know, oh they're they're these rich millionaires, and and yeah. they don't do anything but write. And it's like, first of all, nobody's a yeah. rich millionaire. The only rich billionaires are the people who own these fucking studios mm. and and mm. like. Distrib- like the distribution things and like mm-hmm. second of all fucking creative people deserve so much more than they get paid like the renaissance happened and like it was a huge boom for like the world because mm-hmm. creatives and inventors got paid for creating and inventing and everybody's like oh the renaissance the renaissance it's like yes the fucking renaissance happened because People who created things were given the time to create the things like everybody would be screwed if there was no like movies to watch or TV or radio or podcasts Mm. or any of this stuff. It's like and people don't realize this and it drives me crazy. And they're like, oh, well, AI can write that stuff. Have you ever heard or (laughs) seen anything that was written by AI? It's garbage. And if the AI writes stuff based off of. What AI wrote, like, which is going to happen eventually, it's going to be so much worse. Yep. And and non-creatives, I don't know what goes through their heads 
when like a non-creative person is just like, well, who cares if these writers don't get paid? It's like, that's why there's so much garbage, <laughs> like entertainment, like so much entertainment is garbage. And they, you know, people, people bitch about remaking movies. It's like, yeah, we'll pay somebody to write a new thing and, you know, keep them on staff to make sure that it stays good while it's being filmed. Like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. We have so much money in this country. Give it to people so that they can make things to make our our lives more enjoyable. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm mm -hmm. off my soapbox now. No, thank you for saying that. <laughs> thank you for saying that. That's should be said right now with all the things going on. But yeah. Like, I always uh, wonder why people worship Elon Musk. I'm like, this yeah, guy, no kidding. if he had his way, he'd be the Lex Luthor. Yeah. Dumber. Oh, God. It's because people yeah. are people are boring and stupid. Well, we're I taught to, to worship uh, yeah. people that had a lot of money because yeah. they had a lot of money. They must have worked their ass off when. Yeah. Oh, God. So, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, obviously not the. uh Obviously, the people listening to this show are not uh, boring and stupid. They're great. I agree. Uh, but there are I a agree. lot of people in this country and the world that are boring and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th those are damn great points. And thank you so much for bringing them up. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I thought Spider-Verse was really impressive. It blew me away. Uh, these, yeah, these damn oh, yeah, movies. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, not a problem. Don't worry about it. But yeah, these damn Spider-Verse movies just always blow me away. And I'm just, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of like animation where you put all these different styles together and just like put it in a blender and mishmash it all. Like, I love that. It's so weird. It's so obtuse. I, I just love that type of stuff. It just really tickles my brain and it just gives me good feelings and good emotions. And I'm just, I, I'm all here for it. But yeah, anyways, I watched that uh, <laughs> damn good movie. And then I watched uh, the 2021 action movie uh, Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, uh, or Odenkirk, and I loved this movie. Oh uh, yeah, it's great. I, ironically, for being developed by, uh, created by uh, one of the John Wick guys, I actually kind of liked this over any of the John Wick movies. I thought Nobody was very clever and funny, and I, uh, I also loved that like our hero, he's not perfect. He's not this like action Mary Sue character of like he can do everything and he's perfect everything. Like. No, he gets some. He gets his shit kicked in a couple of times, and uh, I, I thought it was really good. I liked the characters. I thought the writing was really funny, and uh, I really appreciate it. Just a damn great action movie. I think it's one of the best of the decade. This goes with like uh, movies like uh, John Hyams' is a Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning. Uh, just one of the best action movies of the decade. Uh, really good stuff. Really impressed with it, and I thought Bob Odenkirk was funny. I mean, I've always liked Bob Odenkirk as a comedy guy. Like even before he became, you know, Saul Goodman with B yeah. Breaking Bad and you know all these like spinoffs. Like he was a great comedy guy. So yeah, nobody was excellent. Did, and then moving you, on, I uh, just real quick, did you ever see mm -hmm? Super? I've seen a little bit of Super. I know that's a James Gunn movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's uh, with it, uh, Ellie. It's with a uh, Rain Wilson, Rain I think, Wilson, and Elliot he, Page. Yes, yeah, yeah, Elliot Page. Damn good movie. I, I've only seen a little bit. I've been meaning to watch the full thing since James Gunn has like gotten super famous, but I just I don't know. I, I just haven't made the time for it, but yeah, I do it just, want to. It it, it reminded <coughs> me of no nobody. Yeah, I can get that. That's that's why I brought it up. Just you know, oh, yeah, of if, if that's... you have some some time, and it's also I... like almost an arty movie. Yeah. I will uh, I will definitely make the time for that. Thank you for bringing it up. I really appreciate it. Moving on, a little further into July, I watched uh, from 1993. Um, 
I'm actually not familiar with the plot line of this series, but I know of it and I've heard of it multiple times. I watched uh, Abel Ferreira's adaptation of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers titled just Body Snatchers. This is directed by Abel Ferreira. It came out in 1993. And I loved this movie. I thought it was a fantastic adaptation. I know a little bit about the original story, the original book. And uh, I know of its adaptations. I haven't seen them. But uh, going into this, because I was curious about the cast list and the director of Abel Ferreira. That guy's done some interesting movies. I, I really loved this adaptation. I thought it was fantastic. I thought, especially for... A guy who's mainly known for doing, like, gangster movies. I thought he really tapped into the teenage girl dynamic character really well. I thought uh, I, I thought he talked... I, I thought he did a, a really good job talking about, like, youth and what it represents in this movie. And just, just dealing with growing up and kind of just being... Just trying to... Trying to just live in your life. I thought this was a damn great version of Body Snatchers. I thought this was a great adaptation. I was really impressed. And I, I thought the fact that it, this really shook up the adaptation, instead of being in like a coastal town in California or a small town, this uh, takes place on an army base in Alabama. And I, I thought that was a really neat uh, way of taking the story, especially with like the military and like how you're supposed to act in the military, but then you have like these weird creepy tentacle monsters that like take over human bodies and like take over their personalities and like combine that all together and i'm like that sounds like a great idea for a horror movie so yeah i saw it and i loved it a uh, great great adaptation really impressed uh i'm not like the world's biggest fan of abel ferreira but i've seen a couple of movies from him and i really like his stuff uh also a big fan of bad lieutenant with uh i think harvey keitel really solid movie uh anyways yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Body Snatchers was excellent, and I loved it. And then, um, so please don't yell at me, but uh, I, I've known about the series growing up. Like, I, of course I know about it. I saw, like, the, all the toys and the, the video games and, like, all the George Lucas-related stuff. But I had actually never seen an Indiana Jones movie in my life. And um, it's out. That, yeah, mo- I know. that first movie is so yeah. damn good. So I finally watched Raiders of the Lost Ark in Such late July. Movie. And yeah, holy shit, this movie's uh, fucking excellent. <laughs> this is uh... Even though Big Bang Theory tried to ruin for me and tell oh, me that God. Indiana Jones has nothing to do with that movie, I watched it in theaters and paid attention, I completely disagree. Because if it had I, not been I, for Indy, yeah. they would have got the arc in the plane and left. And... I, I've, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I disagree. disagree with what Big Bang Theory says. Yeah, this is a fucking excellent movie. Uh, all the actors are great. A little sad about all the brown face in it. Uh, kind of disappointing. But, I mean, it's of its time, unfortunately. Yeah, was but, it the uh, 80s? Yeah, this was 80, 81, yeah. so right at the beginning of the 80s. But uh, that's, that's still, more, yeah. still, a damn good, uh, st- still a damn good movie. Really impressed. I, uh, I just want to say I love Karen Allen so much. I kind of wish she got her own spinoff movie. I, I wish Marion Ravenwood got her own spinoff movie. I, I wish that could have happened. Been cool. I, I wouldn't have minded that. Personally. I would have watched the hell out of that because I loved Marion Ravenwood in this movie. I thought she was such a great character and I thought she was awesome. And and of course, Harrison Ford's excellent. But yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark is excellent. I was really impressed. And I don't want to spoil like the movie, but that last half in the final act where like they're all like at the they're all at the big fire thing and it's like Oh no, the the good guys have lost, and then they open the treasures, and then just like <laughs> they all all of, they all of those Nazis just get fucking murdered. I'm <laughs> like, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I laughed my ass off. Uh, 
seeing all those Nazis just get massacred was the greatest thing. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. Thank you. I'm glad I could count on you to murder some Nazis. That was wonderful. I applaud that. But yeah, Raiders was excellent. Uh, I was really blown away. I'm going to watch the, like, I, of course, I'm going to watch the sequels because, you know, you got sure. it. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah, everything but Crystal Skull is good. Yeah. yeah the second course. one. Um, I, I know. I, I know. People have their uh, have their like comments on temple, on temple, but I, I I'll watch it. Skull. Yeah. No, of course, I'll still watch it though. I know people have their comments too about temple, but I'll, I'll still check it out. Um, it's, it, it just <clears throat> be prepared because it, yeah. you know you were talking about the 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 brown face and. <laughs> Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of especially racially insensitive things in that movie. It's yeah, pretty I can bad get that. with that. Yeah, no, it is. Unfortunately. That's... Yeah. And again, product of its time, but it yes. it's it's tough mm. to go back like to it's tough yeah. to go back to and watch again. Mm. No, of course. But I am curious to check out the sequels. Anyways, uh, sure. moving moving right along. Um into the end of July, I saw the Barbie movie and I absolutely loved it. I was already a fan of Greta Gerwig with her acting and her uh, her directing as, as well. Uh, I loved Lady Bird. I related to it quite a lot. I loved her adaptation of uh, Little Women. It's a great story in the first place, but I like what she did with her adaptation. I was really impressed. And uh, yeah, seeing her handle a Barbie movie, I was like, okay. And yeah, I was really impressed with it. I think the Barbie movie talks a lot about, like, I, I think a lot about just... All oh, that was going to be my final oh. topic, too. So I'm, oh, I'm glad you brought it oh up. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Do you no, want no, to you're fine. That, that's the okay. last thing that okay. I also <laughs> saw Barbie in theaters, too. That movie was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, But yeah, yeah, it, this talks so much about like a lot of intersections about feminism and what it means to be a woman and trying really to does. trying to just be a person. And what does that mean to be a person? And like, what what is your what is your role as a person? And I think this also talks about what it means to be a man and trying to understand yourself with your manliness and trying to understand yourself period and like being a transgender person this movie actually hit a lot of cores that i wasn't expecting with the i understood a lot of barbie's side but i also understood a lot of ken's side and i'm like whoa holy crap <laughs> this, i mean just with this went all over the, the place for me <laughs> to really bring it to like trying to think but i mean the, i just find it funny all the all the people that broke up after seeing this movie yeah <laughs> I love that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. If you're someone that's like, yeah, Ken's right. Like, he's right. Like, yeah, he's not. That's the point yeah. of the movie. You're missing well, that. But also just like if a movie broke you two up, uh, I kind of wonder how strong your relationship was in the first place. A lot of people have bad relationships. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, like. I speak to the mind. So I get it. This is why if you're dating someone, this is why you should talk to them. Like actually talk to them. And talk about things like even if it may make you feel uncomfortable like you, you gotta talk stuff out that's the only way you can really deal with a relationship is you, you gotta talk to them you you, you gotta form something like that's how relationships go <laughs> i mean some people are just weird like i have a friend of mine uh she was dating some guy when she when she was talking about when she went to his room he had a big confederate flag hanging above oh. his bed so oh no yeah, that's a red oh, flag geez. all right <laughs> yikes but, okay uh, <laughs> it made me laugh because oh. we're also we're in minnesota we're in the northern state where <laughs> there is nothing here to be honoring confederacy like yeah, I mean, no kidding. like uh, i mean nothing there's nothing to honor in the first place but it's like yeah, that, uh, if you want people to know what kind of person you are yeah no you kidding do. in minnesota for god's sakes uh, that cracked me up i'm like <laughs> but yeah i i loved the barbie movie and i was really impressed uh 
I really want to see what Greta Gorig is going to do next. I, I, if she doesn't want to do a sequel, that's fine with me. I just want to see her just do original stuff. I want her. To, I want to see what she has in her. Brain. We're going to see wanna... more toy movies now because that's see? what works. It wasn't because of the women; it's because of toys. Yeah, not about the writing or the women or the subtext. No, it's yeah, clearly the toys. Michael, did you see Barbie? No, I don't go to the movie theater, and even yeah, though I can get that. my my co-host of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast that I do has been battering me about going to see it. I still have not, but I will see it as soon as it video as soon as it comes out on whatever streaming thing. I believe it's supposed to hit. I heard it's supposed to hit streaming and video in September, so you won't have to wait too long. Yeah, it's usually like at this point ever since, uh, you know, 2020 because it was like getting to my television at home where I can watch it with the nice sound and the big screen and my comfy chair with my own Mm -hmm. snacks and I can pause it to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Like I haven't felt the need to go to the movie theater. Honestly, Um, that's, that's super valid. I, if I had that type of combo, I'd be, I'd be the same way. And we also, uh, we used to also work at the movie theater. So I know what happens on those seats. So I don't really want to sit on the movie theater seats anymore. Oh Um, no. You have my attention, sir. I think I know what happens on those seats, but you have my attention. Well, I mean, not only what you think is happening, because that is happening mostly in the back, though. Mm -hmm. But, like, one time we we went to clean the theater, and we found out that someone had dropped their pants um, and just shit on the seat that they were sitting on. Oh, no! And then the managers were like, just sprinkle some of that stuff on it uh, that makes it smell good and then put a garbage bag over top of it. And it was like that for months. Wow. So the seats in movie theaters are horrific. I get it. I will never work in the theater. (laughs) Yeah, same. Same. Hey, people have sex in weird places. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I used to work at the Mall America and we would work in the parking lot. Some people had sex in a car and I'm just like, (laughs) why go somewhere else? Like, get out of my parking lot. Like, I got to clean. So we used to circle their car and act like we were cleaning just to bug and make them go away. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's for either kids who still live at home or people who are cheating on their spouses. Like, that's (laughs) that's really the only reason to be fucking in the movie theaters and in the car in the parking lot. Oh, no, you sh- you should see Barbie when you can. It's really oh, oh no, I definitely will. It's it sounds amazing. I, I'm I have no like the only reason that I haven't seen it so far is that I don't go to the movie theater. <laughs> That's the yeah, only reason I haven't seen it. And because I googled movies based on a toy, <laughs> a list came up on Wikipedia, and you'll like this one. Oh no, uh, movie Ouija or you? I know I said that word wrong. No, it's Ouija. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it came up there as Ouija and Ouija yeah. Origin of Evil. I'm sure those movies are. Bi- yeah, those oh, are yeah. Cool. all right, the, all right. Well, actually, the second one's yeah. the second one's yeah. actually pretty good. The first one's. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say the second yeah. movie, uh, Origin of Evil, is actually like really damn good. It's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the director of it, um, Mike something. I can't remember his last name, but that guy's like an excellent horror director. He's one of the best modern horror people out there. It's also on my Patreon poll. Nice. I don't want to yeah, watch it. It's 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 really good. Oh yeah. The first one is whatever. Yeah, it's gimmicky uh, and kind of crappy. Yeah. I, and I will say, speaking of <clears throat> toys based on movies, um, mm-hmm. not really. Also, the Super Mario Brothers. I was going to say something <laughs> about the Masters of the Universe movie because that is really bad, but it's also a lot of fun and it's also short. So, yeah. like, eighties one. Yeah, nice. the Dolph Lundgren yeah. one. Okay, it's it's pretty fun. But I th- believe Courtney Cox is in that movie too, yes. and that's the eighties. So. Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah. Nice. And then uh, th- that original Super Mario Brothers movie I just watched for the first time mm-hmm. uh, like two months ago. It rules. <laughs> I'm actually in the camp that like even even with rewatching it, I don't think that movie is actually good. But there's a lot of stuff about it I appreciate. And also it's, two things. Two yeah. things I want to state about the Mario movie. Number one, Yoshi in that movie is fucking adorable. Yes. I want an animatronic Yoshi dinosaur puppet thingy. Like yes. that thing is adorable and I want to kiss it and I want to have it as a pet and just <laughs> oh my god. It's it's adorable. Get just like what's a way that you can make a dinosaur cute? Make it that way. That's adorable. And number two, that part at the very, very end when they're getting chased and like they get on the mattress and they go down that little ice tunnel yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. That looks like that looks like a ride, and I want to ride it. Like it's, I want, like that looks like a ride. That looks yeah. like fun. Here's here's the thing about here's the thing about the original Super Mario Brothers movie. It is not good. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's so interesting, and it takes so many. It's just like yeah, yeah. we're just gonna do this, and then they just fucking do it, and it's yeah. I appreciate. Anybody who can say like, we're just going to do this thing and then they do it exactly like they were going to do it. And who cares? Like that's part of the reason I like deadly premonition so much is because that feels like a game that swear uh, that, uh, that, uh, sweary said, sweary. Yeah. Said, you know, this is the game I'm going to make. And I don't care if I have to cut corners with the graphics or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm making the game I want to make. And that's what that Mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers movie feels like. It's like, this is the movie we want to make. We're making this movie. They made that movie. People hated it. But but otherwise, you're just going to get, you know, the one that came out a couple like last year, which is like perfectly fine. But like so safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can get that. But yeah, I, 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 there's parts of the the uh, '90s Mario movie that I, I do respect, and uh, yeah, like, and honestly, there's stuff that they actually do nail from the video games that I feel like they did a good job, a job, a job of, like uh, using the bomb correctly. And by <laughs> the way, uh, I, I think the bomb is is very cute, like the design of a bomb, like period, like from the games and the movie, I think yeah. is very cute. But I just love how it's just walking around and it's just like, oh man, it's going, it's going, it's going, and then you want to rewatch stuck it. in the it's it gets stuck in the mushroom stuff, and then it finally it, it finally falls out of it and starts walking again. I'm like, yes, it's coming. Yeah, don't don't watch it as a Super Mario Brothers movie. Watch it as a movie on its own terms. I'll plan it high next time I watch it. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, and it's it's just it's a really interesting that they were able to make a big studio movie with like big time actors, and yeah. just they could do that with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. someday. I I've been meaning to get it on the show for like five years now. Mm-hmm. One day. All right, I think we should wrap up this episode because it's going a little long for yeah. <laughs> um, today. And uh, to wrap things up from... Sorry, Maya, I just want to say the yeah, last no, thing okay. I've watched. Um, to wrap things up, speaking of Harrison Ford stuff, uh, I wanted to watch this for its 30th anniversary this year is uh, the 1993 movie The Fugitive, which uh, I've seen little bits and pieces of, but I've never watched the full thing, and that movie was also fantastic. That was People a... Do. Yeah, damn good movie. Uh, I I constantly forget that it's made by uh the direction directing of that movie was done by a guy who did like a bunch of Steven Seagal movies. Like, holy shit, this dude knows how to do action stuff. Uh, I'm not even a big Steven Seagal fan or anything, but like he did a great job with The Fugitive. Damn you good were- movie, really impressive. Steven Seagal fan? Uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest Steven Seagal fan, but no, like I thought The Fugitive was uh damn great, really impressive. Uh, just a great movie in the '90s. Uh. I love the 90s. I'm a 90s kid. And 
yeah, that movie is just an excellent movie from that era. Like, that's something you hold in retrospect of like, oh, yeah, this is great. Okay. Oh, if you get a chance to see U.S. Marshals too someday, that's a really good story. Oh, I will check that out. I've, well, I've heard really a little bit about sequel, it. But it's a sequel. Mm. It's just not talked about. No, of course. And Kyle, where will people find you at? They can find me over on Blue Sky and Twitter. On Twitter, I am UFO underscore Canada. And on Blue Sky, I am Chibi UFO uh, dot, uh, dot Blue Sky dot, I believe. Uh, hold on. Let me load it up. Excuse me. <laughs> I am... I am chibi ufo dot blue sky dot social. I don't, I think you said Twitter, but I think you meant X. Yeah, I'm not going to call it X. <laughs> Fuck Elon Musk. He can eat my balls. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter on as uh, ufo underscore Canada and on blue sky at, uh, at chibi ufo dot blue sky dot social. And also you can follow me. I, I forgot. I, I feel weird about this. You can follow me on Instagram at chibi ufo where I just post random stuff and pictures of my life and things I enjoy. So hope you enjoy that. All right. And Michael, where will find you at? Uh, they can find me on uh, podcast applications uh, <laughs> on Jack Billings presents on an apartment complex, which is an absurdist uh, scripted comedy podcast uh, about a haunted apartment building. It's really fun. It's like a sitcom podcast you can also find me uh and be on uh this bizarre adventure which is b is a long time big time jojo fan and like cosplayer and i am just watching jojo's bizarre adventure for the first time and we're going episode by episode and it it started off as a jojo podcast and now it's like half jojo podcast and two unhinged leftists talking <laughs> about how terrible everything is um, honestly this sounds fantastic because i'm also does. leftist as, i am leftist as shit politically and also i love jojo's bizarre adventure well check out this bizarre adventure um it's i i think it's really fun um thank you i and, will uh uh yeah uh at jack billings presents on instagram and threads <laughs> and then uh jack billings presents on tiktok and also uh, we have a we have a new character coming onto the show who also has a tiktok uh and their tiktok is say it april <laughs> Nice. Uh, okay. Very horny, horny uh, content. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's TikTok in general. I feel well, at least what you know, what I seem to see. Yeah. Well, uh, Jack Billings, Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex. Took a turn towards the horny. We're less about. Oh. We're we're doing less monster and ghost stuff lately, and doing much much more horny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so so if that's the sort of thing you're into, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> right, and you will see the link in the show notes to both for both of them. And if you enjoyed this episode, there are over 500 other episodes of Games My Mom Found. We do movies, comics, TV shows, all sorts of random crap, whatever I convince people to to do with me. We also have over two years of What Are You Playing? You can go through our giant catalog and listen to all that. Uh, if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon. You'll see a link in the show notes. Uh, for a little dog, you vote in our poll each month. We have different polls right now. It's horror movies that Mike has never seen. So definitely go check that out. Ooh, okay. uh, we do have a Discord, too. So please join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show. I have an updated link if you're someone that tried in the past and didn't work. So please join our Discord. Yeah, join the Discord. It's boring in there. I'm trying to make it better. <laughs> I've been talking more now. 
because you you mentioned a comp about that, so then I just started talking more, and it, it's been it's been seeming to work. It, it it yeah, it it has been more lively in there the past. That like, reminds me, so. I've been on a couple of different episodes of the podcast. I need to get on the Discord because I uh, sure. I usually like hanging out on Discords. And I will yeah. send you a stuff. link so you can join. Thank the you. Bless you. It's fun. Uh, I need more people. and i want you to shout out my awesome intro and outro courtesy of helena at hell has for you can follow her on tiktok you will see a link in the show notes to her tiktok so definitely go and she's tiktok famous so definitely go check her out Uh, also want to give a shout out to my buddy bill tucker to his own podcast the gamer looks at 40s definitely go check out his work too he's been on the she did all the mc movies with me and please follow us on facebook instagram twitter sorry x uh, and we are on threads and we are also on YouTube audio only, but I am on YouTube. If you'd rather get your podcast that way. So I think go subscribe. And I think that, yeah, that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye everybody. Take care everybody.